New on Curiosity Stream. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian. Tycoons are in many ways the lifeblood of society. They are willing to put everything out there. They're willing to lose everything. See how the super elite use their money and power to shape our lives on Tycoons. Plus, from Japan's unbreakable super code to the algorithm mining your Bitcoin, we're breaking down the world's most famous encryptions on cracking the code. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Can you hear me? TK's so I can hear you loud and clear. Whoa, you are loud now. Here we are. TK, working hey. hard on a Sunday. What can we say? That's what we do. That's what we do. That's why you get the 11% bump in wages over pandemic 11% bump in wages, absolutely. I'm guessing, knowing you... That you have a much higher than 11% bump in your wages. Uh, it depends, right? I mean, it depends on how many houses you're selling and uh, what price range you're selling into, right? So, Yeah, you know. sure. Team, fees, lots sure. to calculate, right? Yeah. Lots to calculate. So here we are. Good morning. Mr. Has anybody ever, like, have you ever had a supply teacher that called you Tick. I've had people call me Tick. Supply teacher, no, that was pretty specific. But yeah, people. Well, I don't know. I just figured tried somebody... to blend in the two letters. I, I pictured a supply teacher going, Tick, Tick, Butler. <laughs> Is Tick yeah, Butler? No, I've heard it all. Like you'd think for two letters, it would be like the easiest thing, right? It's like someone hears your name, they'd just be like, yeah, okay, well, that's pretty simple. T t you know, two letters, TK. But I have been called every name in the book. You'd think, I mean, mine seems pretty simple too, but Christ, I've been everything too, except for yeah. TK. Except no for, I've, I've never been call called Daryl. TK, yeah. Uh, I'll work on that one. Funny how that worked out, eh? Yeah. So here we are, another week, another video. I love it. Love we're doing it. well. We're, yep, we're staying consistent. We Hopefully have... people have got the message to subscribe. Please subscribe. At this point in time. If only we had a sign. Oh, look at that. And on my end, it's backwards, so I'm confused. But anyways. Yep, I read that right. Speaking of confused, our friend from Adamson's Barbecue is still in the news. Good for him. He has, Good for him. He has Adamson Barbecue fans now. Way to go. And I'm not sure if I'm one of them or not, because I'm following this story like it actually means something. Although I think to get it does mean something. Did you see that viral video in the States of that woman whose restaurant got closed down and then like right across the parking lot, they opened up uh, yeah. a movie set? Yeah. Well, so she was falling. I guess, I mean, I felt really bad for her, but like, of course. I kind of feel like this Adam Skelly guy's a dick, but like, it's the same thing. I mean, he's going about it a little bit differently than her, but I mean, yeah, hers was a slap in the face though. Because it's like she has a picture of her patio that's closed. Meanwhile, like the exact same patio. No, but it's is no more. Thirty a, feet away. It's a huge slap in the face, but it's no more than like, okay, just go on the other side of Steels to that restaurant. It's cool, right? Well, now that's done. Now York Region. It's done now. So we go to the yeah. next. We go to Barry or whatever, region. right? Yeah. We just keep moving because we gotta go. We gotta shop. But anyway, so he says he got himself. Adamson Barbecue owner Adamson Skelly says he got himself arrested on purpose. He got himself arrested on purpose to like kind of prove that you know the man is coming down on us and they're tyrannical and you know that they're overly uh, aggressively dealing with this situation. What do you Perfect. think? What, I mean, do you th what do you think about that? Well, I think it's a great thing to say after you get arrested at, at any point in time publicly. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah. It would be like, you I know, it'd be like any other major screw up. It'd be like, well, I did that on purpose to prove a point, right? So 
I meant to have all of that cocaine in my trunk and pull through this drive. Uh, <laughs> drive through the border. Yeah, border. no, I meant to do that. I just wanted to test the, uh, the U.S. border security. Are you crazy? Yeah. Why wouldn't I mean to do that? That makes sense. Yeah. Well, so, but either way, I think uh, there's a lot of crazy virus induced behavior going on out there. This is some of it. Did you see? We had this woman at Toronto Walmart removes mask to cough on fellow shopper. Did you see this? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? No. Okay. So here, I'll set it well, up for you. It's a great story. Okay. So you have this woman in a, with a walker walking down the aisle with her mask on, and she's following the arrows, right? And then you have this younger girl or woman walking down the aisle uh, going... I just want to get past you. She's going the opposite way of the arrow, mind you. Oh, but no. I, I want to get Not past you. Not the opposite you. way of the arrows. The opposite way of oh, the arrows. Oh, my gosh. You know what can happen then. <laughs> well, wait. So so, yeah. so she goes, I just want to pass and uh, get some food for my baby. And she goes, yeah. I'm in a fucking walker and I can walk the right way, go around the corner and walk down the right aisle and come around. And she's like, but then yeah. I'm going to be right here again. Why don't you just let me pass? And she's like freaking on her. And they, they're just yelling at each other. And one of them's filming it. Okay. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. Now, who's right, though? We're supposed to follow the arrows. You're supposed to follow the arrows. So, I follow mean, the arrows. Again, we don't have the best demonstration of uh, reserve here and and... and Respect for our fellow human beings at its highest levels ever recorded, but it's getting it's getting uh, put to the test here. That's for sure. She was right, and yep. she was pushed to the point where she was upset, and she's probably freaking out about a whole bunch of other stuff right now. On top of this, and this may not have been the actual incident that so pushed she, her over. She was, she was right up until that point. Yeah. Okay, so far, up to this point, she was right. She's walking in the right direction of the arrows. Then what happened? So then, then all of a sudden, we add a second wrong to the, to, to the, to the soup. And what, what happens when we have two wrongs? They don't. Make a right. That's right. So moving yeah. on to some more crazy. Especially for this really bad cold I heard that's going around right now. It's a bad, bad it's a cold. Bad, a really bad uh, virus going on. But we won't talk about it because... Yeah. Maybe I wasn't even supposed to say that word. We're practicing. Toronto homeless are resorting to using TTC vehicles as makeshift living spaces. Mm. Have you seen? I want to kind of know who coughed on who, though, Daryl. Just like I'm not, I'm not clear. Oh, okay. Let's back up a sec. The lady so, in the walker or the other lady? Right. So that's the whole point of the story. So the lady okay. in her in, in her tizzy, in her tizzy. Yeah decides that her best course of action <laughs> is to go ah! <laughs> <laughs> fuck you follow the arrows <laughs> yeah you don't have to spit on people anymore now you just cough on them right uh, there you go we've okay are we regressing or so at that point in time she was wrong yeah she yes. was right up until that point so is that a third wrong or is that just she part made, of the second wrong she, she made she made a big mistake oh. okay Poor, poor people. Poor girl. Out there. Jesus. This is why I don't go out. So let's go back to this one because this is crazy. Imagine getting on the TTC and like literally it's like a motel now. Like you have in, inside a car, you have maybe four guys, you know. I guess that's how much is that costing? What is it? How much does it cost to get on TTC? TTC? Three bucks? Three twenty-five? Three bucks. Um, yeah. It's a good night's stay. And so what, they're riding it all night long to sleep there? They're just chilling, lying there, sleeping. They got yeah. their, like, areas. Some of them have, like... On the subway? Police line do not cross, and, like, they've made their little areas. Yeah, on the subway. Okay. All right. That's new. Maybe it's not. I, I don't know. It, it's got to be pretty new. I yeah. Mean, I'm, not a, I'm not a frequent subway uh, rider, so I wouldn't know. What, but, what, um, what would you think if you were planning on immigrating... And you were seeing like these kind of articles pop up in your newsfeed now because you've like f favorited Toronto stories. Uh, you know what? I think what I've heard 
um, is that Toronto's homeless and, and, and things like that is, is, is a bigger issue here than it is in some other major cities. We're not the worst. They're like obviously LA right now is the worst and there's a lot of other places that are pretty bad. But um, yeah, apparently we don't have it really under control here and that there is some change that needs to happen. And that's what this show is all about. You know, like hopefully Daryl one day solves the affordable housing crisis and can get more people before the robots come though. We need to have, we need to have this whole thing solved before the technology is there. I was in the okay. shower before the show and I just kept thinking to myself, look, they spent all this money. Okay, sorry. The planning departments in the city have spent all this yep. money on all of these reports and analysis and guidelines for us to try and follow. And like real estate deals take so long because wh what am I going to get here? Right? What am I going to get here? I think I have an idea what I'm going to get here, but I don't know because they gave me guidelines, but they don't follow them. And even if mm -hmm. I adhere to them, well, first of all, I got to get a goddamn meeting with you to show you yeah. that I'm adhering to your policies. But uh, assuming that I actually get a meeting with you, uh, mm -hmm. even if I adhere to your policies, you come up with reasons why I can't do that. Right? So yeah. they're, they're, everything is so gray that, first of all, the, the, the transaction between developer and seller, it takes forever because nobody knows the real value other than what somebody will pay. But if you define things, if you say, this is what you can do here, we're not changing our minds. Submit something within yeah. these parameters that you think somebody might want to buy, right? Yeah. Go. The problem is the, the developers don't want to spend the money and invest time into something unless it's like a sure thing. No, it's not even that it's a sure thing, but you want some assurances. But even with those assurances, you still don't know what you're going to get for like another year and a half, right? But that's what you're saying, though. That'll solve the problem is if developers could just look at a property and say, I can do this and this won't be a problem. That'll well, speed up. And the seller can go, yes, I see that that is, you know, the case. I agree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. okay. It's not like I think he's going to get this or I think I can get this, but I'm going to tell him I can only get this. And then in two like there's none of that. Yeah. It's just like this is what you can do here. Oh, great. Okay. I'm going to buy this because I think I can make money here at this price done yep perfect finished and then boom all of a sudden there's all kinds of housing supply all kinds of options people have to get i i, I don't know people argue that you end up with the same thing everywhere but i think people will get creative in order to entice people to come to theirs because now there will be maybe a a, a level amount of supply out there okay so what's going on in the toronto real estate news yeah, so homeowners desperately are seeking protection from Moss Park tent dwellers. We haven't really talked about the tent dwellers at all. I don't know how this mm -hmm. affects real estate, but I mean, some people are having a tough time. There's this lady in this article. I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, I only bring this up now because you mentioned uh, like the, the homeless situation. And I mean, we've got mm -hmm. we've got this eviction tidal wave uh, apparently about to hit like nobody seems to be stopping the eviction process for a lot of people so what do mm -hmm. you do what do you do when you lost your job you can't pay the bills anymore you're you've lost your place to live um I don't imagine the next landlord is like oh you got evicted from your last place like that's good why, why don't you come live in my place right mm -hmm. So now you have well, no money, no place to live. You got kids. Like where? Look at this. I'm yeah. looking at a picture of like a let's, Winnie the Pooh. Let's just divide this into two two um, problems here. So one is finding places for people to live. That's that's a huge problem. Like I said, Toronto's obviously got the homeless issue. I wish I had all the answers, and that was something that we could fix. Two would be specifically the people living in tents down in Moss Park, right? So in LA, this is a very big issue, right? Because they've got warmer climate, beaches. I remember going and visiting LA, Santa Barbara and all that kind of stuff too. And there's just people living all over the place down there. And I think if I, you know, were traveling throughout the States and didn't have anywhere to go, I'd head to the, to the ocean as well. But in Toronto, we have this thing usually around the end of December that lasts until middle of March. That's called winter. Mm -hmm. It's cool. And that usually, usually gets people finding shelter one way or another, right? It kind of cleans up the, 
the the tent cities and all that kind of stuff because it's it's not it's not bearable. I mean, you'll die of that hypothermia if you're outside in a tent all winter long without the proper gear. But where are they right? going? So exactly, and that's the main issue. Um, is where are we going to be able to have um, services for these people? And there's a ton of services, but they all seem to be backed up. I think that there's more funding that's going to end up going in there. I think the city and the province, knowing the situation with the um, uh, the current situation in the uh, you know the world right now that everybody's dealing with, um, the uh, wave of evictions that we think is going to be coming and that we know at least have been applied for, right? I think that the government and the city will step in and offer more services this winter than ever. I think that there's going to be plenty of commercial spaces yeah. available yeah. to be able to put those people in. Yeah. And uh, that's exactly what we should do. And if office towers that are really not conducive for residential buildings for whatever reasons, those would make great um, shelters as well too, right? What a wonderful segue. So we have an article here that is talking about... Available Toronto office space has quadrupled in 2020 as work from home continues. And that's a that's mm -hmm. a great idea. I mean, if you have all this empty office space and all this money being printed out of thin air for the government, I mean, why not house some people in, in these spaces? Give the, the, the landlord some income? Yeah, like not, not the A buildings or anything like that. I mean, we're not going to mix... You know, some of the, the it's getting them you know, out that's the problem. With, with getting them in is not such a problem. And people want to help. It's it's when you need them out that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't but sound nice, but I mean at some point the pandemic is oh <laughs> yeah, we're practicing not using these words, man. Practicing. At we're some trying. point this mess we're is trying. over, right? At some point yeah. it's over and they're gonna wanna lease that you know to google or whoever the hell's gonna pay well amazon right? Them, they, right they they just took on uh, a huge lease now at two buildings so so what what's kind of crazy is that you know we, we got these people living in subways we've got people living in tent cities but we also mm -hmm. have and this is this is like we've touched on it a couple times but this is like major super duper important stuff going on People in Ontario are flocking to Vaughn Mills and other, uh, and another extended its hours. Like, you have to go shopping quickly and everybody get as tight and close together as possible before we're closing your, your, your area down on Monday. Yeah. But, like, people... We knew that was going to happen. I, well, of course we do. But it's, it's yeah. this crazy... Um, duality that's going on like you've got people sleeping on subways and in tents in the park and it's fucking cold out already like for mm -hmm. me this is beyond unbearable i could not sleep in this i could not be outside in this for probably more than four hours and i'd be crying for at least two and a half of that right but while while this is happening there's a whole mess of people going to any store that is open right Mm -hmm. it's insane policemen mm -hmm. like directing traffic well it sounds like maybe that was part of their decision right to close york region is so so not I, only the numbers going up but i i, I was watching uh, cp24 yesterday and this doctor sitting there going why are we giving them three more days to like in in these hot zones to like have super spreader events before it's yeah. closed down and they take their super spreader events and put them on the down low yeah but like, we, uh, why are we doing we, this? we we went out for lunch in newmarket yesterday sure because <laughs> i was in aurora and we we're going up uh to, to see somebody just north of um uh east Gwillenbury. and uh i said well you know what we may not be able to eat in a restaurant for a very long time kids i said let's go and get some uh some coras let's go so, to newmarket nice. that's a that's yeah a, that's a short little jaunt for you yeah I was on the yeah, way somewhere. I was on the way. I was in Aurora. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So, so the good news in all of this. Okay. The great news is that yep. Ontario releases three-phase coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> vaccine rollout plan with inoculations begin on Tuesday. 
I love it. Beginning of I love it. How should I read? We never thought it would be here so soon. Isn't it? It's a miracle that it's here. Yeah, we never thought it would be here so soon. So, so here, check this out. This is amazing. Okay. Ontario has a total of six thousand doses coming here for Tuesday. Okay. Of the. Are you on the list? I am not, I'm not on, on the, the list. list. No, but of those 6,000. I'm on the bottom of the list, but. 3,000 okay. goes to Ottawa and 3,000 goes to Toronto. Okay. Now, because they don't or they're not sure that they're going to get another. So I think it's. Uh, anyways, 21 days you're supposed to take your second dose. So they're not sure that they're going to have enough to give the first set of people. Save. Yeah. So they're saving. So it's only 1500 people in Toronto are getting this thing on Tuesday. And it doesn't sound like we're getting, it says 90,000 more before the end of the year. Okay. And then everybody's going to take a long time. It's going to take a long time and that's, and that's okay. I think the main thing is, is it brings hope. It brings everybody back into you know, like making plans. I think when people are all stand still, not wanting to work, not wanting to spend money, not wanting to get out, not wanting to dream, not wanting to create, that makes everything really, really, really slow down uh, on top of the slowdown that's already happening. So I think that this is going to just kind of bring some new energy in. People are going to say it's coming. I'm going to open up that business. I'm going to continue carrying on my project. I'm going to make it work the, the way that I need to make it work to be able to get um, you know, my life back together. And that's exactly what we need is we need hope right now. And I think the, the, the V to the, to the E is going to be able to get people, um, back into that hopeful mindset. So the V to the E to the V to the E. Yeah. I don't know about that word. Are we allowed to say that word either? I'm not sure what that I don't know. We'll have to is. talk about this. We'll talk about it at our, our board of directors meeting yes. later. Our, month, yeah. our quarterly meeting. Yeah. Can your employer force you to take the vaccine the guy on the radio told me yes the guy on the radio said there has been cases that have uh, required people to get flu shots or, or other types of vaccines in order to be able to work so it's a it's a it's a new thing now we'll see it seems I don't know. from my research that it is completely legal for them to suggest that you do take it and mm-hmm. it is completely legal that they fire you if you don't hey this is the world we live in right now people got to uh people got to make their decisions with their big boy pants on right no more uh internet uh no more hiding behind it hiding behind the computer screen uh, opinions. You got to go out there and say, what's best for me and my family. And this is what I'm going to do. And you make that decision. That's what everybody has the right to make. So it's a tough decision. It's a tough decision. I agree. It's a tough decision. So then there's another article that says the vaccine is coming. Our immunity passports next. Hmm. Hmm. We'll see. We're going to we'll see. I think that it's, a, I think it's, it's it kind of makes something s- that, I would like to sign up for if it's going to get me into more places. Like if, if that's how it worked out, if they were like, okay, TK, you're allowed to go to all these places without the immunity passport, but you can go to all those places plus all these additional places that you really love to go. If you do have an immunity passport, then I would say, well, where do I get the immunity passport? Sign me up. So, like, sounds like to me, a, it's a no brainer. Sounds like a cable plan. It's like, right. Exactly. I, I would channels. pay the additional, 1999 to get those channels so so for 9.99 you can go yeah. to the essential services stores okay for 19.99 okay. we'll let you go to entertainment venues and restaurants but not sporting events if you want your 79.99 right for the 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 extreme package everywhere you want to go and we'll inoculate gyms. you we'll inoculate you triple if you want all the inoculations you and your family desire for 79.99 yeah per yeah, yeah. Month. lifetime pass yeah canadian family it's a weird time man. will pay up to 695 dollars more a year for groceries in 2021 and i know most of this doesn't seem like it has anything to do with real estate but i'm pretty sure all of this affects real estate somehow like all sure of 
Like let, let me just give you my two cents on that though, quickly. And Which, I agree with them that price, the prices have gone up. They've already gone up, gone up. Those are all five, no? A hundred percent. Yeah. But we're actually spending a lot less money on food. Because we're not paying for it out in a restaurant for 300 bucks. I eat my lunch out all the time. I go to restaurants. I do takeout. I, you know, like there's a lot of stuff that, that is being paid for. So I'm eating at home a lot more. That's 100% true. So yeah, the average family and, you know, they're not eating out a lot. They're taking a lunch and all that kind of stuff. I agree. But I, I think that they'll, it will be offset by those people who are working at home because they'll be eating at home. Right? So really, but is they, is the average family going up $695 or is it just the average cost of food for the average consumption of each family going up $695? Because I, I don't think I they think, have the data to, to no, say. But I mean, listen, in the last year, for sure, I mean, that's only 50, 60 bucks a month, right? Yep. So 100 million percent, my grocery bill has gone up every single month during this pandemic. But my overall food uh, 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 bill, like for like at the beginning of this thing, we were afraid to order in right we were yeah. even afraid to get groceries for god's sakes but like we were afraid to even order in so my grocery bill went up but my cost of food went down considerably right exactly. now it's been a long time and my wife's sick of cooking every meal every day for everybody and nobody likes the same thing and anyways like now we're spending a little bit more money on food than we were before because now we feel safe ordering like anything cause, yeah because it's easy exactly. order, right yeah so so for sure our food bill is going to go up by a fortune, but groceries, hundred percent, it goes up sixty bucks a month. It's nothing for sure. Yeah, no problem. But I mean, for some people, they can't just absorb that and take this hit with with their pay, you know, and whatever else they've got going on. This this could yeah. affect. So it was their... about it was about two hundred fifty dollars a week. Uh, each uh, person, uh, each family household, two hundred fifty dollars a week in two thousand. Uh, 20 or 19, whatever the numbers are based off of. What's that? What's so, the, what they, they ate, what they spent yeah. on their food. Yeah. Per person. Roughly per family, per family, two fifty a week. Yeah. Oh, so now we're the, so now, they eating macaroni and tuna. Now it's going to go up. Well, the average family, Daryl, there are some people are very, very cautious about their spending and, and make sure they get the most for their money. Right. So the next amount uh, increase would probably be about $265 a week. Oh, what a dream. Where do mm -hmm. you do that? How do you do that? How do you eat like salmon and and like healthy f food and do that? This is average families, Daryl. That's pretty typical. Hmm. That's pretty typical. That uh, sounds like a good reason for why people have, well, I do too, but it uh, sounds like that would create horrible eating habits. Well, let's talk about that on the Toronto uh, Health Show. On the show. Toronto Health Show, right. Sorry. Yeah. I am distracted by all of this despair in our city right now. Mm -hmm. It's weird, though, because it's kind of masked, because it's like hard to see depending on wh what industry you're in. Mm -hmm. I know. I've been talking to a lot of people with different outlooks right now, and everybody's, everybody's all over the place. It's a mess. It's a mix. It's confusing. Okay, we talked about that. Bank of Canada holds steady on rates. That's about real estate. Well, it's not that they just ha <laughs> finally. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we've done it. Seven minutes, we hit some real estate. Yes, we finally got into the real estate chatter. I love it. I wonder if anybody so, will watch this one. But but they held steady on rates, but but their language has been. Please subscribe, please. I swear the rest will be about real estate. Um, their language has been actually that they're willing to take any necessary measures possible in order to continue to stimulate the economy. So it kind of gives us the long-term outlook on, on them keeping rates um, as low as possible. They said they were even, if, if things even slipped further, they were willing to go back and buy more bonds and to, to basically create more money. They said that they will not go to negative rates, that their, their, their plan doesn't include going to negative rates. And um, this has been really, I think, the, the catalyst of all the markets, whether it be real estate, stocks, whatever, is knowing that 
uh, money is going to be cheap for a very long time. They have right? committed to 2023 at at yeah. least a quarter point. They have said so that they'll there's... go even lower than that, not to zero, but they'll go even lower than that if they have to. They said yeah. they'll, they'll keep paying a mere $4 billion a week in bonds, buying them, not paying, buying them mm-hmm. $4 billion mm-hmm. a week. That's not that doesn't they'll help. do what they got they're hey, do they're gonna do what they have to do keep that's it this thing afloat baby they that's got it carte blanche in this one man that's it's crazy it. yeah bank of canada opens door to another rate cut but not one below zero mm-hmm. canada employment growth slows in november now that's a little misleading because november wasn't so hot either basically the same as november but the good news is is that we're adding jobs we're not losing jobs and yeah. I, I, well, the lockdown now in, in November came, so there was a there's obviously going to be a slowdown and everything else too. The job numbers are weird this year. They're super is weird, weird this, this year. year. Like, Don't even look at the job numbers from 2020. They make no sense, and it's like does. there's too many variables. I can't make sense of anything right now. We're Everything gonna start keeping track in January again. I, I, listen, I I had a hard time finding stuff about real estate in the news this week. Like there wasn't much. There was a bunch of, you know, regurgitated November stats for the record highs again. And yeah, I mean, there wasn't too much going on. I didn't really find I, I read a lot of negative stuff this week. Well, I mean, it was the same old condos downtown, blah, 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 and Airbnb units, blah, 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 and mom and pop. I read one mom and pop investors are getting hurt right now on condos. And I was like, well, how are they any different than any other investor? Like, what's the difference? And there didn't seem to be a difference. So I left it out. But there's not much going on. You got a bunch of people mad that Ford is like using his powers to, to, I guess, speed up some development projects, which is cool. Mm -hmm. If, If you have been a developer for the last yeah. 50 years and like you yeah. conveniently have been buying in the green belt yeah. and you conveniently have been donating to certain You're, people's political campaigns remember that uh, remember <laughs> that uh, yeah you, you know I, I think we need to do this now yeah i think it's time i think that it's time your time has to come open up the green belt in a way but not the whole green belt just and the, not just the places just i own my properties yeah because we don't want to cause any problems and you know that guy who's been really causing us a lot of issues down there let's get rid of him that's right the whole, let's make sure that guy's not in charge anymore the whole city resigned over all of this did you see that like all these top officials resigned because of this opening of the green belt and all of these like pushed permits i didn't hear about the whole city i mean to me not this the whole just city but like six head up guys like uh, high up guys were uh, we're out of here. This is bullshit. This is completely yeah. against everything that this is supposed yeah. to be about, right? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that will, I guess, get some supply on the board. But sure. I, I really, I had a tough time. There was a couple articles about that. And then before the virus, Durham region had relatively affordable homes. Now bidding wars and bully offers are the norm. A lot of stuff it's talking crazy. about like cottage country and like, but it's all just regurgitated stuff coming back up again. I find like there's nothing really happening at the moment. TK, can you hear me? I can, yeah, but it was it seemed to be blanking out, so I was I was thinking it was my headphones. It might have been my incessant amount of speech. No, I think it was my headphones because now it's clear. Yeah, so Durham region. Durham. Crazy. Crazy. Prices don't make sense. Where, where, right? where do they? Where, where have you found that the prices make sense? Where have I found that the prices make sense? Yeah. Um, in the GTA. Do they? No, I'm saying inside the GTA. Okay. I think like core core properties in Toronto. Echo. Oh, it's gone. Okay, good. Core core properties in Toronto. Core like, properties in Toronto, yeah, the prices yeah, make it, sense. They make sense, yeah. So like, but they're higher end stuff. So whether it be like, you know, Rosedale, uh, Forest Hill, um, you know, Yorkville, stuff like that, the prices are are, are making sense because there's not that pressure. 
when when the bidding wars happen and there's multiple people competing, that's when prices start to get out of line. In these other areas, it's like, okay, you know, like how many buyers really are going to buy a $3 million, $4 million, $5 million property? Not that much. So there's maybe competition, but people are basing their list price, you know, the sale price off of the last sale. So therefore they're still in line with what prices have been doing. And maybe someone jumps on it really quick. And then that's why, you know, they're, that's, that's the competitive nature of it. But when it's a multiple offer scenario and someone's like, well, my neighbor got a million or my neighbor got 600 or whatever, I'm going to price it at that point. And then all of a sudden 30 people come in and bring an offer, the prices get driven up. I mean, our deal of the week this, this week is in Etobicoke and uh, one of my partners sold it and it was $357,000 over asking, you know, for a property that is nowhere near that, 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 that value point according to the data, but that's what the buyers were willing to pay. And there's probably multiple people in that price point as well, too. So hold on, but how, how 357 over asking how much more than the last sale on the street? Or how much the closest recent I was, comparable? I I was told that it was at least a hundred and fifty thousand dollars more than anything else that had been selling in the neighborhood. How, how many houses trade hands in that neighborhood? Plenty. Wow. Yeah, but the place needed work. It 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 shouldn't have been at that price point, and that's what I'm seeing. So who, I'm seeing that. Who bought it? Was it a? I don't I don't have all the details, unfortunately, on this one. Not like who specifically, but like an end user or a developer. Or you end know, users, like, yeah. End, end users. users. Wow. Yeah, it's just a it's just a simple bungalow that uh, you know needs work. Like it's. That's a big jump. Like I, I listen, three fifty seven, a million over asking makes no difference if the asking was you know seven hundred and fifty thousand under I, the I, recent comps. I completely agree with you. In this in this case, you know, it's it was priced attractively, but not at a point um, that was unreasonable. What what the experts in the area were saying is something uh, between one hundred and fifty, one hundred twenty, or $200,000 over asking would have been like a really re like great offer to take. So and how, then someone said, how, no, I want to go 357000 over asking. How many offers? A couple, like I think it was between like 15 and 20, something like that. So out of those 15, let's just call it 15, okay? You got 15 offers coming in. Out of those 15, and you have 15 offers coming in because people are obviously needing a house and want to live in this area, right? Okay. So, so you have 15 people looking. Like how many of them are actually just settling on paying this much for this house because they're just fed up with the process already? Exactly. How many of them actually want that house and want to pay for it? Or zero. Isn't that crazy? Zero are like thrilled about buying that house. They're just like, I guess this is the only option I have. I'll make it work. I'm going to be here for 20 years. Who cares? I can't lose. Let's go. And they're right. Well, they're right until, you know, they, they realize that they can't fit a powder room on the main floor or a closet right and a powder room or something. From, you know, right. financial hardship a couple of years down the road. But the guys who are secure, who say, look, I'm, I'm comfortable. Yeah. I mean, they can't lose. I mean, 20 years from now, looking at the price they paid, they'll say that was a deal. For, from, a, from a financial standpoint, but is it like the house you wanted to live in for the last 10 years, 15 years? Well, I, I, you better be able to make it the house that you like, you know, you better be able to, to make it work for you. That's a, that, that's sad. That's sad that there's yeah. a lot of people. Cause like if it, if it was 15, how many are going to be looking at the next one? But like, here's a question for you though, Daryl, how many people do you know actually get to buy the house that they absolutely want? Like we're in, we're in a society of people who just want more than we have. So it's like, no matter what house you get, it's like, well, I want one on the ravine. Well, you know, I want one that's newer. I want one that's bigger. I want one that's closer to this school or whatever. Like yeah, there's always, sad. there's always something. It's sad that we can't have what we want. No, we, we should all get what we want. We it should, should be ravine, ravine lots for everybody. We should all live on the water and we yeah. should all have what we want and we should all be able to pay for it. Yeah. It's, that would be, when the only way it would work well. We need robots. Oh, the door almost came open. Is it locked? Or did oh. somebody think twice? He probably got stopped. He got stopped at the border. <laughs> somebody he didn't have, he didn't have his immunity passport. Yeah. <laughs> you may not enter here. Yeah. That's what it's going to be like. You're going to have to like scan your phone. Sorry, sir. You have not been inoculated. You have 10 seconds to comply. Roll up your sleeve. 
roll oh up your sleeve or, <laughs> or be gone with you. Put that yeah. stuff in me quick. Yeah, exactly. It's scary. I know. It's I know. scary. This is, where, this is where we're at. So, I mean, the market's crazy. Someone asked me, a buyer asked me, he goes, oh, you know, like, do you think we should start looking again? Because we're going to go and um, look at a property this weekend through like another another source. And he said, maybe we can go out next week. He says, have you seen it slow down? And I said, 100%. This is in Durham region. 100%. It is busier now than it was before. Yeah, so I said, it's, like it's a train. You can't stop this thing. Yeah. I'm like, it, it's way worse than it was two weeks ago. So I'm like, good luck to you. What? Right. Like, let's, let's, let's try to make it work when you're ready. You know, what are we going to put in front of this thing to slow it down? What can the, like the only time things get slowed down is, is when the government steps in. No, you, what I, is mean, I love what you always say is that the only time it slows down is when you take away people's ability to buy. Exactly. And that's the government coming in and, you know, tightening up lending restrictions. So let's talk about the government's plan right now. Cause it's all, it's all BS. Which so they got plan? the foreign buyers tax. Yeah. Okay. National. They got um, incentives for first-time buyers for that program where there's an equity share with CMHC. Not going to work. Vacant. They got the vacant home tax, right? Sorry. In uh, Toronto. Yeah. Right? Which, you know, how much is that going to free up? They've got Airbnbs. Not only your principal residence is going to be allowed, the Airbnb, right? So you, ha you can only rent out on in Toronto your, air, uh, uh, your principal residence through Airbnb. So either you're going to have a shared space in your, in your place or you're going to leave your place like I've stayed in. I went to New York and this girl's like, yeah, that's my condo. Like, don't go through my closets. And then like we stayed in her condo while she lived with a friend for two days and then she came back. That's how it's done. So it's her principal residence, right? And she rents it out temporarily on the weekends to, to, to make some money, to make her rent in New York. That's going to be allowed. But you're not going to be allowed to buy places and rent them out and have them as ghost hotels. So that's going to add some inventory to the market. Do you need um, to yeah. have your pat your your uh, virus passport to get an Airbnb? As of right now, no, but that could change. There'll be a thing to check off for the for the homeowner. It'll be like well, the Airbnb one for the license. There's going to be something. So it's like you have to register, right? So that you have to claim all your income. You have to have um, um, a quarterly reports. You have to pay a tax to the city for your Airbnb unit, right? Provide all the documentation and everything that you're doing it right and you get a license number. Then on all your Airbnb ads, you have to have the license number and they, the city can hold Airbnb responsible and unit holders if they're trying to do short-term rentals without that legal license. Hotel business is back. That's so, as of December 31st. So, no, they have to register by the 31st. So, okay. So now what does that yeah. do? What, what ha what's the fallout of that? What happens? So if I own a unit that I wanted to rent out as Airbnb, that's not my principal residence. Yeah. I cannot rent it out as an Airbnb. So now you have that's to it. rent it out as a long-term rental or long-term rental or I need to sell it. That's it. Get rid of it. That's no longer legal in Toronto to have an Airbnb there and I can face fines. And Airbnb will not allow it on their site because they'll lose their business. Now that they've gone public, they're not going to be doing anything shady. So in my experience, when people factor in Airbnb as part of their, their performa, they yep. generally feel that they can pay more for the property because they're going to have more rental income than a normal long-term rental, right? So yep. that means there's going to be a lot more airbnb condos on the market or have all of those already to help us with supply but have 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 all of those already hit the market i believe the ones that were at the highest risk already have because who's been renting out airbnb so how are you carrying it this whole time right but i could be wrong they could have had a mortgage deferral they could have, you know so there could be some more coming in in a wave coming up um in january but i don't think so i don't feel like that's the case so i feel like most of them figured it out already back in April, May, June, you know? But Airbnb just launched their IPO and it went like through the roof and they're supposedly like making money somehow. Like how's Airbnb doing okay through this? I don't think you need to make well, if you a lot of money. No, I don't think you need to make a lot of money to have a successful IPO. <laughs> right, like, but they, they were valued, they were valued yeah. higher than most hotel chains yeah like hundred so like, billion dollars or some crazy valuation yeah so again 
But if I can't buy a house to rent it out to somebody through Airbnb, it's really hard to, to make something cash flow nowadays without putting in a ton of equity. It, you need to make, exactly. So I guess exactly. That so what you're not going to, yeah. Yeah. So you're not going to, right? So you're going to invest in other things. You're going to maybe save up more of a down payment, have a smaller mortgage so that you can get the cash flows. You're going to leave Toronto. You're going to do all the things that you need to do as an investor. More. So the government's really tackling a lot of supply stuff. All those measures are all supply based, right? Because that's what they're trying to do. Is they like they did the stress test already. They did. Uh, uh, foreign buyers tax they've done a few things that really hurt the demand side and they know that like it really throws us for a spin and i think right now with the pandemic shoot they don't want to uh, (laughs) they don't want they don't want to put any more pressure on the demand side because they know that that's when the markets can change and how that would happen would be obviously raising interest rates um or um changing some of the mortgage guidelines which um to date, I mean, has already, has already been adjusted. Like, so, so like with so much scrutiny, right? So what is it? I don't know. I'm not the guy with the answers. I'm just letting you know that there are, there are things that the government's trying to do. They're trying to weasel their way into the housing market to, to figure it out. And they're not able to, Yeah. right. They're not able to, they're coming up with all these harebrained ideas that really aren't going to do much. You know, have a little bit of impact. Well, I mean, this it should effectively put people that should be buying properties to rent to people, like it should be pushing it into their hands rather than speculators that really shouldn't be owning these properties and paying extra for them because of stuff like crazy Airbnb rents if you just rent mm-hmm. it to anybody, right? Yeah. We allow parties here, so it gets rented every day for like triple a hotel room or whatever, you know, like people are getting way more money than they should and they shouldn't even be owning the thing because they put like 10% in. Yeah. So that'll actually flood out those, those bad landlords. Exactly. But then who uses Airbnb people with basement suites, people People with basement suites, people who are willing to go like maybe temporarily live at their house. They got a, a, spouse or a, a partner that they're living with temporarily and it's like hey my my apartment's vacant like most of the year why don't i just put an ad on airbnb so that way when i'm staying at your place i can be you know helping with my rent or my mortgage payments so the inventory on airbnb is gonna drop drastically wouldn't it yeah how do they launch an ipo it goes through the roof that's just toronto that's just toronto but this is not happening like like this is just a toronto so thing? just toronto this is just toronto because we have so many condos here because the government's trying to do what they can to yeah why can't keep... you buy can you buy a house you can't even buy a house and let toronto live in it. toronto so i can All go of to no condos no houses whatever but you can go to other parts of the city and rent out things under airbnb as so i can go to yeah. durham durham yes i can go to durham <laughs> i can yes. buy a house <laughs> and i can split it into and you can say this is Airbnb the party space. house. Everybody come and party here, and then jump on the go train and go to uh, whatever downtown club you want to go. Yeah. Ooh, I see an opening. <laughs> Business idea. Everybody, Ding. follow me to Durham. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's rocking out there. Yeah. Wow. Did you read the Did you read the new like all the forecasts that everyone has like all these um, yes. best case, worst case, base case, like all this. No good case available. (laughs) How is that possible? But how is it like if if you're sitting there, you're a shareholder of this major like financial institution and they're giving you their outlook and they're just like, you know, the market could do anything in between these two points. It's like, well, yeah, thanks, tips. Like, I really appreciate your guidance on this one. But this is how all of these risk assessment type businesses run right that's yeah. why that's why you have to qualify for a four percent mortgage when you're only going to pay a one percent mortgage right because they do all these risk analysis baloney and they mm-hmm. figure out like a whole bunch of bullshit scenarios and they they say you know they, all of these could happen if this horse shit happens or this horse shit happens and, yeah and check, it, your, it, check your mic cable for me for a second girl is your mic cable okay Check, check, check. 
Check, check, check. Check to the one. Sound check supposed to happen before we get on the show. Jamming on the one. Jamming on the one. Jamming okay. on the one. Jamming on the one. <laughs> if you know what that's from, put a comment below. TK, do you know what that's from? Uh, no. Jamming on the one. Jamming on the one. No? Didn't you watch the Cosby show? I have watched the Cosby show, yes. I bet it's a different experience to watch the Cosby show nowadays. I bet you that you can't really watch the Cosby show very many places these days other than the internet. I'll bet you there's a lot of double entendres in there that you can add in. It'd be really funny to do a YouTube channel where we, you know, redubbed the Cosby show. (laughs) Hey, little girl. (laughs) Come over here for a sec. We'll think think about that one next time. Yikes. That'd be funny, though. We should do that. Back, back to the agenda, Daryl. Don't get distracted. I am so distracted today. What, what other kind of what, what other kind of articles do you have today? I got to share nothing. I have absolutely nothing. But hold on, go back to the the, the good case, oh. okay case, and worst case. Best case, worst case, base case. The best case is minus six percent for for home prices. Okay, uh, that's best, the best but case. That's, that, that's from who? That was like the best case of the worst cases from, I don't know, one of them. It was all six banks like put in their forecasts and exactly. everybody the said shit, horseshit, worse horseshit. So Except for is... us, we're going to make trillions, but you guys, okay. your houses are going down. So this is the thing. So right now, if banks are, and I'm definitely not an expert, if banks are looking for... Um, the ability to be able to, you know, justify holding on to money and not lending money as easily and having all their um, um, systems and products in place for them to continue to make money. Cause they're like, look, we're going to have a ton of losses. The markets are going to crash. We're going to have all these worst case scenarios happen. And, and we better make sure we've got provisions to make sure that this is, this is going to be okay. And that we're going to be able to, to, to ride this wave of economic uncertainty then they better have these worst case scenarios projected. So that way, when it doesn't happen, they can say, well, we prepared for it, you know, and thankfully we're doing well, but we had our best third quarter in the history of the institution last year. And then somehow our investments income soared, maybe because we got to invest all this free money for the last quarter. Yeah. So 1.8% of mortgages that came off of the mortgage deferral were delinquent 1.8% which is not far off from a typical mortgage delinquency rate. Didn't we like talk we're not about talking this? about, well, this is now because they've talked that there's uh, 69,000 mortgage deferrals left with the um, big six banks. Yeah. And so now like, look, it's a pretty significant amount of mortgages have come off of deferrals yeah. and have been now going back into repayment. Significant. It's so 1.8% of them have been a, um, it's beyond significant. Uh, yeah. Beyond significant. It's like basically everybody's off the deferral program. 69,000 across the whole country is like no one. I've noticed a deterioration in your ability to hear me properly since you took off your earphones. No, the earphones are the same. It's, it's, uh, I'm here. I'm getting a little bit of in and out sound from you, unfortunately, today. But that's okay. Hmm. As long as you're hearing me, then at least there'll be one voice that's, um, that's pretty consistent. But there was a couple other numbers too. So like the people who are doing the um, people who had credit cards under um, deferral, that was like a higher number. Like that was that was like eight percent or something like that. When those those people were actually becoming delinquent too. So the credit card people. But then the number that was the the most important number that I heard. I'm trying to just find it right now because it's really important to to, to understand that this this number makes sense. Um, this one here um this is to me this is this is the most important thing because they said the people who are delinquent so that 1.8 percent the you know depending on which category they put them under those people who had been 32 percent of them were delinquent prior to the deferral so right so what's the real number do you know what I mean? Like, so if 32% there's, of them are already delinquent before this whole entire deferral came into place, well, we just delayed the inevitable. They're scrounging to get 1.8% to be the number. Exactly. 
but right? this is look we've learned this from our very brief stint in the media that yeah. negativity sells right if i put up a yeah. positive thumbnail nobody watches the show if i put up yeah. a negative thumbnail yeah a few more people than nobody watches the, the show right <laughs> No, yeah. but it's true. I mean, I, even if I look back, I, I sent you a text before the show. I look back at my thumbnail from last week, which did not do very well. And it was like, yeah, there was no scary title. So watch I this one. I have a good thumbnail for this one. Tell me how you think. Okay. Tell me what you think. Yeah, tell me. Okay. Pictures of the tent city. Ooh. Is this, is this the new form of affordable housing? Ooh. Mic drop. Boom. Look at Boom. that. Can I add some blood and like some gore? Because I think we need to go over the top. Can I put you? Top. Can I put a picture of you eating one of the tent people? No, 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 no. But thanks, though. That's a good idea. Nice try. We're brainstorming right now. Well, good try. I think we're on to something. We're on to something. But that's gonna be yeah. next. That's gonna okay. In the next, here's a prediction. Okay. In the next six months, okay. we will feature a story of a person eating another person because of the virus. That's what you think? No, not really. Oh. But it'd be <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the vaccine because that would be more Ooh. like in line. Like, okay, now right? we got a movie starting. That's what the funny memes are online right now is, oh. you know, they have the little lady I thought, who... I thought um, we were into something here got the first vaccine and then, and then they show a clip of whatever movie that was where the little old lady's climbing on the ceiling and stuff. Right. So, um, have you, yeah. se have you seen the Israeli, the old Israeli lady on TikTok that yells at her grandson all the time? You idiot. No, no. no. Oh, she's hilarious. That'd be funny. Her taking the vaccine and turning into a zombie. All right. Her going, her going crazy. Yeah. We, uh, we are at the bottom of the barrel, sir. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, December predictions. Okay. <laughs> Please. Right now Please. is the perfect time. Don't so, unsubscribe. How about that? No, unsubscribe. That's the only thing we ask. The um, December predictions. Right. It is going to be gangbusters on the real estate market until in December 2021, January. Yes. Because if you can't go to the store and buy some shoes, you may as well buy a house. If there's 10, 20 offers on properties, it means one person bought it and there's nine or 19 people left who have not bought a property. Well, aren't and there they agents? all line up at the next property. Yeah. Aren't there agents that have been sitting there going like, wait till it slows down at Christmas time. It always slows down at Christmas time. And they, and now and they're, they're all like, giddy up. You better get an offer in. Buyer agent. Yeah. Well, they really did not make the right call this year. Well, but I'm if saying, like, if you're a, if you're a, if you're a listing agent, if you're a listing agent and you told your clients to wait until the second or third week of December to sell, when traditionally it could be a, a you know a little bit slower of a time, you're a genius. Well, yeah, but that's you're just a fucking stupid. You're not a genius. You're lucky fuck. If, okay. If you're a but I, realistically, I could see somebody with a buyer saying like, now's not the right time to buy. This thing's gonna come down lower because it'll slow down around Christmas. I think everybody's sitting there going, you, you better hurry up, man, because this thing's not slowing down. Like, forget about Christmas this year. There is no Christmas. Does, yeah, it doesn't look like it is. And if you put your house on the market today and your neighbor sold in uh, October, you're going to get a lot more money than they did. So the prediction for December, well, yes. hold on a sec. I mean, we have a decent sampling. I mean, we're almost halfway through. Yes. So are the numbers in fact up or is this a tick gut feeling? Um, sales numbers are going to be down because there'll be less um, in there's less inventory. So there's less properties that are going to trade hands, which is typical. Um, the average price in Toronto will probably still trickle, trickle down slightly because it's going to include condos, but uh, freehold properties are going to be up for sure. Days on the market. Freehold properties, much lower. Condos? Condos. Uh, uh, rising. Rising, yeah. So if we just took a snippet of that, condos rising? Yeah. That's the thumbnail. 
That's the thumbnail. <laughs> condos rising says TK says condos rising. Says yeah. TK. He's on market. Context. All right. Well, let's uh, let's call it and uh, let's. Uh, we almost made it out from the bottom of the barrel there. Re reconvene for next Sunday. No big deal. Reconvening next Sunday morning. Thanks. Thanks for having me here, Dale. Good to see you, sir. New on CuriosityStream, grab your decoder ring. We're cracking the world's most famous encryptions. From the mom who took down the mob to the Zodiac Killer. See how the pros hide their secrets in plain sight on Cracking the Code. Plus, it was impossible to recruit intelligence agents without recruiting war criminals. Meet the retirees of the Third Reich who gathered Cold War intelligence for the U.S. on Nazis and the CIA. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.